Hey, what's up? In this episode, I want to talk about why dreams are important. Dreams are often dismissed as something unimportant. And you can see this on the fact just that, oh, it's just a dream is a thing. Now, I'm not going to sit here and claiming, oh, dreams uh, are certain prophecies or you know, they tell you something deep about your psyche. Maybe they do. All right. I'm not sure. Uh, this is not one I want to discuss about, but I want to discuss about the incredible experiences you can have inside of your dreams. And this will be particularly interesting to you uh, if you're more into spirituality. But even if you're not, then I definitely think you can find out something interesting in this episode. Now, I feel like for a lot of people, sleep is just this boring, monotonous thing. They just kind of go to bed because they have to. They see it more as a chore, as a burden. They don't see it as a beautiful thing it can actually be. For me, I love going to sleep. I love I love sleeping. I think most people can agree probably that they love sleeping. But even though they may they like they may like sleeping because well if they're tired all the time going to sleep feels good uh i have i have felt the notion going around of people saying well i don't like i like i i like sleeping itself but i don't like going to sleep because it just feels like a waste of time now obviously there's a lot of scientific evidence showing that sleeping is very important for your health and for your well-being not only when it comes to short-term health and well-being, but also when it comes to long-term uh, for developing diseases like Alzheimer's. I think this is pretty clear. I think most people are aware of this. What most people aren't aware of are the profound experiences you can have in your dream state. And not only in your dream state, but also in the pre-dream uh, states. Now, how I really got into this is that I read a book about lucid dreaming. And I do have an entire episode in the past podcast just about lucid dreaming. Feel free to listen to that. What is lucid dreaming? Let me quickly uh, tell you if you're not sure. Lucid dreaming is, or a lucid dream is when you are dreaming, but then you become aware that you're dreaming. You realize that you are in a dream. And from that, you can reach quite profound stages of awareness. What I mean with that, once you get to a certain stage of lucidity, when I say lucidity, I mean awareness. Uh, if I would take the principle of lucidity into the real life, it would be the difference between kind of being tired and not really being able to think properly, having brain fog, perhaps just after getting up uh, and getting out of a cold shower or a cold bath where you have really real mental clarity. That's how I compare those two things. Uh, low lucidity being like you can't really properly think or you're not really aware of what's going on. Maybe you realize it's a dream, but you don't realize the full extent of it. An example would be a you realize that you're dreaming, but uh, you don't realize the circumstance you're in doesn't make sense. Or perhaps it's not necessarily even about realizing you're dreaming, but you have more control about what you do that you, for example, you're now what you feel like in your dream is your room. And you have control about what you do in that room, but you don't really realize that this isn't actually actually your real life room. And I've, I've had this in dreams before, actually quite recently, where 
I I had one dream where I literally for I couldn't imagine what my room, my actual room or place I live in looks like. It was outside of my comprehension. Some part it was between I was kind of in a half sleep state where you're not really you're not sleeping anymore, but you're not quite awake. Where that's where a lot of profound states for me arise. And not saying that this one was necessarily profound, but it's very interesting. Uh, I was I was in a dream and I was in what I believe to be my room in my dream and my my room in the dream and I'm doing quotation marks here around my room. It, it looked different, but I would also not stay in one room. I could be in multiple rooms, which I felt like were my real room. And while I was kind of waking up, I was thinking about well, what is I I realized that what I was experiencing at that moment was not. In my actual room, but I could not. I couldn't imagine what my real place looked like. I was out. I, I really thought about it, and like, what does this place I live look like? And it just wouldn't. I couldn't. It wasn't possible in that moment. And when I woke up, and I really wake, I woke up a little. I was like, oh wait, yeah, that's that's what a place I look, I live in looks like. But I just couldn't comprehend it. It just wasn't there. Now, there are many uh, pre-sleep and post-sleep phases. These are the, the phases when you are between waking and awake, being awake and sleeping. And what happens in these stages is I, you can see different, I'd call them dimensions, which sounds crazy, but you can experience this yourself. I think it's when you get used to lucid dreaming that you're more get into these stages because you learn to kind of be awake while your body is falling asleep and that allows you to experience different things. So I'll wake up and there will be something called the geometric realm. I call this the geometric realm. I, I don't know if there's more information on this. All I know is that I, I've named it this way because it has a bunch of geometric figures in it. Uh, when I'm in the stage, I'll see geometric figures of lions or animals or sometimes humans. And then there's what I call the swirly realm, which is because there's a bunch of this. So the geometric realm is two-dimensional. And the swirly realm is more three-dimensional. It has a bunch of weird swirls and twisty things. Sometimes I feel like I... I see like a different... Ver like a chair thing. I don't, I'm not quite sure. It kind of looks similar to a chair sometimes. Uh, but I might be confusing this with an, if another, what I call it, dimension. Mm. There's a bunch of swirl. It's more three-dimensional, but it, there's not really anything you can see out of there, see in there. Then I sometimes see, and this is in another dimension, and it's all arises from different states of consciousness that one has when one goes from this post and from sleeping to waking up. And... I've had times where I actually saw a room. Like, I, and when I see these geometric realms and I see these especially swirly realms or this other room, I am, I am, I have my eyes open and I'm not sleeping anymore. I still feel, I'm still kind of in half sleep. My body's not quite awake, but I look around where I am and I can still kind of see my actual room in the background. But I also, I also see this other detailed room. 
which is You can kind of focus on it. Sometimes you get out of this priestly phase, and I see this room, and like, what room am I in? You you can comment about many theories. Oh, it's your it's your psyche, it's your brain imagining all these things, which there's no evidence for. It. Um, people don't. Uh, science doesn't know how consciousness actually created. There's a bunch of theories, like oh, once you're a, a circuit in the brain, neural network receives em- enough information, or has. Uh, What's the right word? Had enough input, gathered enough enough information, then some interaction happens and you suddenly become conscious as a well, suddenly you become conscious. Those are all theories. There's no proof or evidence for that. It's just in a hypothesis which fits with the current uh, belief systems that our modern culture has, but it's not actually we don't actually know. Consciousness is quite a tricky thing and for science to explain. There's no real explanation for it. And there's there's a lot of pheno- phenomena which can't really be explained by, uh, by modern science. And it's more like put away, like, oh, just deny. This isn't true. It has to be fake. People are imagining things, but they're not actually looking into it. And, you know, part of this uh, modern belief systems about materialist belief system i call them uh, of oh there can't be anything you know beyond this physical existence like other let's say it's quite tricky to to nail down the the argument i'd say that consciousness it's kind of a claim that there's nothing more to con like you're aware of your body but there's no such thing as your consciousness going somewhere else. And I'm not here to debate if this is true or not. I'll have more extensive episodes on this in the future. But also there's a lot of, like if you look at what you would call more modern science, things like string theory or theory of relativity, these things show that reality isn't what we think it is, that take a part of string theory, that if I... uh, this is my understanding of it. This is probably, I'm probably butchering this, that if I man- manipulate one uh, particle of this one element in one part of space, the other particle of this one element or group or thing, even though it's very far away and is not connected to each other, and well, doesn't seem connected to each other in any way, it's affected by what happens to this other particle. And one can look at, uh, more deeply into these things. My point is uh, being here, even if you look at the newest science, uh, materialist paradigm, saying there can be nothing outside of our physical existence has already been disproven by the, the more modern science, which is already done in the 20th century. So it's, that's not, I kind of, I'm kind of getting off track here. The reason I came to this is, uh, well, what am I seeing here? When I'm seeing this other intricate, detailed room, this is wild speculation. There's no evidence for this. No need to believe me. Uh, And I don't know. Maybe I'm looking into another life. Maybe I had, someone else had, uh, well, probably my past life. I'm looking at some other dimension. Or 
possible life or if I'm, I'm looking into the future. It's it's hard to say, and it's easy to dismiss this if you haven't experienced this yourself. I guess what can matter to you is not really, am I telling the truth or is this real or not? Uh, or that I'm, I guess it, it doesn't matter if I'm telling the truth or Okay, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm trying to find my thought here. Yes, you don't know if I'm telling the truth. I can just tell you I'm telling you the truth and my speculations about what this may be. Who knows? I don't know. This could be, maybe my brain is imagining it all. Although that doesn't seem like a very plausible explanation, especially when I get into things later. Now, what am I seeing in this other... Uh, there's a, a wide variety of things you can experience in these different dimensions. There's different dimensions that I have experienced. I call them dimensions. There's just different, seems planes of reality. Sometimes I see them when I'm awake, but not as much. I more see, uh, it kind of looks like vents. It's very weird. It kind of looks like vents appearing. It's not very often. You kind of have to focus on it. It's easy to just kind of, you know, overthink when you're looking at it and then you directly lose that state of mind you were coming from and then things disappear. And the fact is these things exist and you can experience them yourself. So what I've seen is this two-dimensional two geometric realm where I'll see these geometric shapes in the form of animals, also humans, a wide variety of things. Then there's something I call the swirly realm, which is different weird three-dimensional shapes and swirls. And then there's the fact that I actually see different rooms. And when I focus on them, I get back into, into this dream state and then I can actually go into them, but then they kind of blur. You know, when I'm in this half steam slate, I'm, I'm looking, I can see my actual room, but it's it's kind of in the background, it's not clear. And as in, I kind of, I see inside my actual room, I kind of see this other room, which is very detailed. And, intricate and it looks real it's not like just some bland imagination but it's very intricate and it, it seems very what what a real world real room could look like but it's just as, as soon as you actually dive deeper into it and go full on into sleep mode again i go into this room but then it's uh, it's not complete anymore like i had this once when i looked at this room and I really focused on it. And then I, I went inside inside of the room in my dream. And when I turned around, like part of the room was there, which I could see before, but then I turned around and it was just like a big concrete hall with some weird stuff in it, like some weird creatures and fish, which don't need to be discussed here. Uh, so I, I, kinda, I kind of lost that. Where before I could kind of get like a better 360 angle and just explore this room. But when I go full into it, it's kind of, it disappears in a sense. Now, this is only the things you can experience in pre and post sleep. And there's a, a much more variety of things. This is only, a, I constantly discover some new things. For example, once you get into this certain dream state, you can uh, photograph, visualize things to a clarity that seems more clear than a photograph. So I remember when, when you're going to sleep, I, you can you often visualize or think of things. And the deeper you get into sleep, 
uh, the more clear these images get. And I remember thinking about something. I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was kind of, I had like a, a blurry image. Like, let's see if you think of a swan. If you actually try to visualize that swan in front of your eyes, it's very, it's, you more, you'll usually have a blurry image. Now, I, I believe that it's probably possible. I mean, there's people with photographic memories. At least it's said to be so. So perhaps it's not only possible for those people, but also per- possible for oneself to develop this capability of visualizing things very exactly. Um, a point is usually, and for me it was in this case, it was more of a blurry image. And suddenly something in my consciousness shifted to, which resulted in me kind of zooming into this and it became like hyper clear, like really, really clear. Like this kind of vague imagination was and it was right there as vivid as you could have possibly imagined it. It was incredible. And then, then it was inside inside of there. Um, there's many other incredible experiences you can have in Lucid Dream. And Lucid Dream allows you to basically build anything. And another interesting thing about Lucid Dreams are uh, that they feel more real than actual life. And if you don't believe me, go try it out for yourself. Uh, I've had many dreams that feel so real. Like you wake up and you feel like you're asleep because you're, it's not comparable to how clearly you could think and how, how vividly you felt when in this lucid dream, which kind of goes back to the question of what is dreaming? We don't really know. Uh, to say it's all imagination of the mind, maybe, but has the mind that capability of just com- completely imagining a totally intricate realm and you feel more vivid in this other realm? Like what? Let's, let's just say, okay, yeah, when you're dreaming, it, it's just a brain imagining anything. Well, what would say it's different here? What What's to say that this isn't a dream? It's less vivid than the actual dream, if you're lucid. Lucid Dream 4 is more vivid and real than this. I think the only thing that makes this seem more real is that it's consistent, while in a dream state, things are more changing. Which... I don't know. It's hard to say. It's definitely, there's, there's something very grounding in this reality, which is not so the case in a dream. You can go to the same place in a dream multiple times, but you, it just feels like it's this, it's just like this reality, but you have more influence over it and it feels more real. Uh, what makes this reality real is the fact that it states consistent, even though it doesn't feel as real. Is it reasonable to say your brain is imagining this total different reality, which is 
more clear, in which you feel more clear and vivid than you do now? It's not impossible, but it's not very likely. And think about this. When I'm in a dream, or when you're in a dream, you can feel. If I'm in my dream and I'm very, very lucid, uh, I can stroke down my arm. And it feels just as when I stroke down my arm in real life, just more clear. So how does that work? It's kind of you've imagined this body inside of your brain is imagining this body and you're feeling this body uh, inside your dream. It's, it's hard to explain. It doesn't make much sense if you take the materialist paradigm. First of all, we can't explain consciousness. We can't actually prove that when you're dreaming, you're making it all up. And somehow when you dream, you have a different physical body which can shift and you can actually experience life through this physical body. But, well, it's just your mind making it up. But of course, this cannot be true for this reality. I think the only argument for this is that things stay more stable here. But then there's also people with schizophrenia which uh, see this world in entirely different eyes. So perhaps the only thing uh, that makes this reality this reality is the fact that our our brain state stays more grounded. Now, like like I think honest, the thing that makes the most sense is to see reality more as this just one consciousness, which seems abstract, but every scientific model, which is a model, life isn't a model. Uh, it's just a way of explaining how things work. It's not actually why or how things work. It's just a way that we think about things to explain how things work. Every scientific theory has an ontological primitive. This is like the ground foundation of this of a scientific theory, which has to be accepted. In materialism, it's the fact that there is this thing called matter, which seems like, duh, of course there's matter. I can touch this thing, blah, 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 blah. I can feel this exactly, but so can I in a dream. When I'm in a dream, I can feel objects. I feel resistance. I feel I feel objects more clearly than I do in this. Is there matter in a, in the dream as well? Well, that wouldn't make any sense if uh, we do say that your dream is all made up by your mind. Well, then how, how do you explain, the how do you support the theory that uh, there's this so-called objective matter everywhere in the universe, but somehow this objective matter is, it's still in a dream, but it can't actually be matter if it's just neurons in your head firing. So there's a lot of loopholes to this theory. Like, let's just consider this. We live in a universe that was uh, created out of nothingness. Like scientists say, oh, the Big Bang created the universe, which, yeah, well, it's not an explanation. It's just like out of nothingness, poof, all matter just came out of, well, nothing. And we kind of accept this, like, yeah, well, it's how it is. And we get very close-minded. Uh, 
about everything that doesn't fit our, our modern paradigm. And I don't, I end up every episode talking about materialism and metaphysics, which is not uh, my goal here. But my point is, I don't want to get to extensive on to, into this topic, especially because I want to do a lot more research before I, just, before I discuss this. But if we, instead of matter, which, uh, you know, if when you actually dissect objects deeply, you get to a point where, oh yeah, there's atoms and then there's uh, subatomic particles and electrons and all kinds of stuff. But there's never like, from what I understand in string theory, it says there's just a field of possibility. There's not actually one, like this ball isn't made of a bunch of small objects called atoms and they're just so close together that for example in a water bottle all these atoms are placed so close together that now i can fill water inside of it that's a model atom is a model there's not actually some small ball thingies with some saturn like rings swirling around it that's just a model of how we describe things it's not the actual reality of how it is from what i understand anyways so what I'm getting at here is don't just dismiss your dreams as, oh, it's just a dream. It's not unlikely that you're in some other realm of existence that is just as real as this one, except that it has different characteristics. It feels more real than this. Which is why sometimes I've had lucid dreams where I realized I was dreaming, but it felt so real that I was scared of going somewhere or, or, or running or going to another place in the dream because it felt so... I was just... I remember this this one of my first lucid dreams where I was on this dark street and I can't remember it was raining, but I remember I feeling this cold shiver going down my spine, but not in a bad way. It's just like I really felt it. And it was so real that I didn't want to move because I was like, what if I ran away from home? What if I, 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 I now run away from somewhere and I won't fa- find back home? And I knew I was dreaming, but it felt so real that I just... It, it's hard to describe when you're in the moment. You don't seem to have... You, see, you seem to have some sort of access to your memory from when you're in, in this reality. I'll just call it reality. Uh, but not all of it. Sometimes it's missing. Sometimes, like I said, you can't even remember what your room looked like. It's outside of your imagination. And it, it feels so real. You're you don't I didn't move. I was like, fuck, what if I what if I ran away from home? That's how real this thing it feels. So dreams can be very profound. They can be very profound for learning. They can be very profound for visualizing. You can build your own worlds in your dreams. You can... No, I don't lose a dream every night. And I don't lose a dream all night. But even then, once you get used to remembering your dreams, it's like you live through a different storyline plot for this night. So tonight, I, I go to bed... And I'll live through a certain storyline plot. So even if I don't lose a dream, I enjoy dreaming so much because I'm just living through some other story. And then I wake up and no, I still have a collective memory. I have, it's like I'm living a second life, really. 
Like if each second life and my dreams often are quite different, but there's also some overlaps. You know, I have many dreams where I, I walk through neighborhoods, which just and these neighborhoods are special. They 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 feel so meaningful. It's hard to explain. I've had many dreams. I've had some good dreams where I've died in the dream. Uh, or I've had a dream where my consciousness even left my my body. So you can say, okay, in your dreams, your consciousness leaves your body. Uh, at least for the most part, you still have some recollection of what's going on in in reality or what happened. But for the most part, it feels like your consciousness uh, leaves your body. But then you still have your your dream body. Uh, which can shape shift, but you still it's still your body. You can still feel it. Uh, but often I, I had dreams where my consciousness left my body. In, in the dream, where you, it's it's a weird feeling, you kind of plop out of it. Uh, or I've had godlike experience, not where, where I experience God in the, in the sense of enlightened people do, where they merge with the entire reality. But it's. Uh, It's very, I remember this one dream where I was, there was a lot more to this, but I'm, I'm, sh- I'm making it very short. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do a quick five second break because my recording is about to end. I'll be right back. I'm back. So here in this stream, I remember walking up the street uh, in the special, and there was more, there's more to it, as I said, uh, a lot of things were going on in that dream. I remember walking up and first I was trying to avoid crocodiles and predators in the stream. That was part of the scenery that was happening there. It was in a city though. And I just remember walking up uh, this path and it's, I walked through this neighborhood and some neighborhoods are just, they connect with me on another level. It's, uh, it's just so me. It's just, I feel emotions in my dreams. I don't feel in real life. I, I sometimes wake up and I just have this deep connection, uh, this deep sense, these deep emotions. And I try to ca- carry them on. You know, they kind of wear off as a, the longer you're awake. But I think it's possible to carry those emotions over to real life, which honestly is is a goal, a dream of mine, because that would make life's life is already beautiful, but life like that, it's a, it's another level. And I just remember walking up. I need to point it nose real quick. All right, I just remember walking up the street for this neighborhood. I remember this cheetah following me. And I remember pouncing up and on this tree and then kind of jumping at me, but it, it, it fell in front of me and then scattered to the side, but it was going to come back to get me. And something clicked in this moment. And in this moment, I just realized what I had to do. And it, my consciousness just flipped. And... I, I I rose up, I levitated up, and this this profound emotion and love came over me. And then this wind of like cherry blossoms and peach blossoms formed around me like a tornado. The predator kind of scattered away. And it was just this incredible peaceful experience, which is so hard to describe. And I remember it floating there and looking at the horizon horizon and just being taken away by its beauty 
And now, of course, of course, you can say, "Oh, I'm I'm calling bullcrap here." Um, I get it. All I can tell you is, it's not. You don't have to believe me. I'm not gaining anything from this, you know. Uh, but what I can tell you is that you can try this out for yourself. And this isn't like in such a tricky thing. Like, hey, you can experience uh, God consciousness when you become enlightened, and all you have to do is live in a cave for forty years and meditate all day. This is pretty simple. It's not that hard to become uh, lucid in your dreams. And I wasn't even very lucid in that in, in that dream I just talked about. Uh, it's not hard to have a recollection of your dreams. It takes some persistence, like writing down all your dreams when you wake up. But it's not it's not that much work. I'd say like ten to fifteen minutes every morning. And then another thing you can do is do reality checks throughout your day. One way is to look at your hands and then ask yourself, am I dreaming? And usually you look at your hands and you're like, yeah, I'm not dreaming. Like, yeah, whatever. Uh, the reason I say hands is your your hands are blurry in your dreams usually. It depends. If you focus on it, your, your hands can look kind of normalish in your dream. It's not impossible. But usually they're kind of blurry. I don't know why it is. Uh, if we're going to say, yeah, the, the brain has an impact, uh on your dream maybe it's that your brain can't visualize your hands properly because they're more abstract well that doesn't necessarily make sense because you're living in this intricate very very detailed real feeling world uh i wouldn't see hands being the barrier there i don't know why hands would would be a stuff like, oh i can visualize this entire forest or city with its own paintings furniture i can visualize every single leaf out of this beautiful tree dropping down but you know my hands are too much to handle but it's a thing <laughs> it's something to look out for and that's sometimes uh recently when i had lucid dreams and it, it feels very real i'm like mm. like and I, and I get scared like what if is this what if this is real like what if i ran away from home where and i just uh, i'm somewhere a place like what if i don't find home anymore and then i look at my and then i calm down like hey, look at your hands and then like oh yeah my hands look kind of weird and i go in like oh oh what what wait let me look at my hands again and then look at my hands again and then i'm like okay dude your hands are very all over the place. Uh, this is a dream. And then you kind of move on because you know, okay. Uh, you, you experience not only different emotions in your dreams, you experience different colors. Yeah, you can feel, see a wider range of colors in your dreams. Uh, I, I remember coming lucid in dreams just because I saw colors that were so beautiful that it just took me out of my state of mind. Like I'd just be wandering around and then that was a bad whistle. Let's just say and snap. And I see this, I remember seeing this red and it was so pretty. And it just snapped me out of whatever I was doing and I became lucid. There's often you see trees or things, whatever connects with you. For me, it's for some reason, uh, neighborhoods or certain neighborhoods I connect with like very deeply. And uh, just beautiful colors I sometimes or often connect with. There's often beautiful trees I see 
Uh, for some reason, in many of my dreams, I'm inside a bus or a train. Those aren't necessarily lucid dreams. This is just a general underlying thing about all my dreams. I'm all the time in a bus. I don't know why I spent it's if it's because I spent so much time on the bus rides back from to school and back from school. I don't spend that much time having train rides though, but it's just it's a very it's a reoccurring theme in my dream. It's very funny because while I'm talking about this, I have a bunch of memories of different dreams flying into my into my memory uh, of me riding this train and seeing the sunset of me going on this bus of me walking this by now i probably have a recollection of hundreds maybe a thousand dreams so i've been doing this for a while now and uh, not not all of them you can just uh you have access to all the time but sometimes if there's something related happening in life they kind of come to your memory or if I read through my dream journal, which I never do, <laughs> I, I I just don't feel like it, or I'm too lazy. I kind of you kind of pretty quickly get back to oh yeah I remember that happening. There's a bunch of cool stuff you can do in your dreams. Let's get to this point. You can build things. You can have sex. You can see beautiful things experience beautiful things have deep connections with humans or creatures for me it's always humans kind of uh, i'm sure you can connect deeply with creatures though uh, you can get into these psychedelic like states in post and pre-sleep see different dimensions you can I imagine you can have sex. You can really you can experience anything you want. You can experience different emotions, different colors, different worlds. And even if you're not lucid, you're, it's like you're living through a different storyline. Like every night you, you live through a small story, a, a, a small story of, of your own. Uh, it feels more real than real life. That's a very worthwhile experience. It's if we're going to take, uh, if we're going to say, okay, exploring your dreams is exploring your subconscious. Uh, when in your dreams, you can say, well, you're experiencing a part of yourself. You can talk to dead relatives or to friends. Dude, there's no limit. The only thing limiting you and your dreams is your imaginations. And I think I'm just scratching the surface. Uh, I think it m might very well be possible to cross dream, which with, uh, with which I mean uh, that you can share a dream with someone else. It seems far-fetched, and I have no evidence for this. Uh, but I think it might be possible. I I see the possibility there. Especially when I'm in like pre-sleep stages and I see other rooms or dimension and I see those clearly, I think it's possible. Uh, I don't even think it might be necessary for the person be, to be dreaming at the same time. There's different, uh, well, ideas about how time works. You can either see it as this thing that goes horizontally from left to right, or you can see it as this thing that goes vertically, uh, vertically. Uh, in which all the experience is, uh, you can imagine them as being on the spiral that goes from bottom to top or from top to bottom and everything is happening 
at the same time, which would mean in the dream, in a sense, you could say you're you're escaping out of this time loop. And you could cross jump to other leaves on this tree. And perhaps it was possible to join other people in their dreams. It's hard to say, you know, uh, in a sense that would be predicting the future. If I, let's say, join uh, in my friend's dream, who will have this dream a couple hours or a day later, uh, I could predict to him that will happen. But I do feel like there's a free will there. So, you know, your prediction influences the future. So how far can you predict this? Maybe it's just one, one reality you're seeing there. It's hard to say. I don't know if it's possible. It might not be possible, but I think it is. And I think that's something I really want to test out. And honestly, you don't know. No one knows. No one knows. This could be true. This could be false. I'm open to it to be open to it being true. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm willing to try it out. I think that could be a very profound development in our society i want to i want to try i like what's the worst thing that's going to happen like there's no harm in trying it you may think i'm a wacko that's fine but if it does work man that's incredible and that reminds me of some other things you can do in your dream so another amazing thing you can do in your dream is listen to music not only that, you can play your own music. You will feel music on an entire different level. It's, uh, I remember this one dream. I think this might be one of the only dreams I really listened to music. Is where I got lucid and I had this guitar. And I don't know how, but I knew how to play it. Or at least it seemed like I knew and I just played it and sound started coming. And this music, it doesn't, it doesn't like play in a room. It played throughout my entire body. Like you felt it inside of you, the music. It was like playing that guitar there was so profound. It was, it's such an incredible experience. You truly, you feel the music inside of your very core and you want to play. And the guitar is playing exactly like you want it to play. You can also shape shift in dreams. That's something I want to mention. You can live as a tiger, as a squirrel, as any animal. Perhaps you can even be water. I don't know. That's another cool thing you can do. You can explore on the waters. You can experience your dreams as another gender. You can, as a bird, you can fly. You can do whatever you want to do. You can, if you have a test, you can learn and you lose dream. You can literally have a lucid dream and then go over concepts. Perhaps you could even visualize those concepts. Perhaps. You may even get guidance from other beings inside of that. Uh, there are beings in your dreams. There are other people. Uh, sometimes or often it's people you know. There's also like random people. I haven't seen many random people in my dreams lately. Now that I think about it. Perhaps I didn't pay attention. Uh, anyway, I have wisdom to offer. The only way you, know, you can know is by asking them. Usually it's very abstract. So it kind of, if we're going to take the model that your brain is making it up, uh, which is just as much a theory as saying you're going to another dimension. They don't, you don't know. They don't know. Scientists don't know. 
Uh, but let's take this model. It would seem like those people are, you know, kind of a lazy way of your brain imagining other people. But it doesn't have to be the case. Uh, they talk in more abstract terms, but I'm thinking if I had deeper conversations with people, I, I don't really think so. I don't think when I was lucid. It's definitely not like when people say they, uh, when they're on psychedelic trips and they say they talk to very intelligent beings in that psychedelic trip. It's not like that. It's not that the, the people or beings you meet in your dream are, are stupid. Uh, it's just you're not, you don't have the feeling you're really communicating to another person there. But as I said, I'm very interested in if it's possible to cross dream. Uh, why not? Be open to that. You know, try it out. I think dreams are so underappreciated and people are so little recollection of what they dreamed about and they just they dismiss it. Uh, I'm not going to say here and that dreams have to be an important part of our lives, but uh, they will make your lives better. You will go to sleep knowing, hap like happy, you know you're going to experience something awesome. And the people underappreciate how beautiful your dreams can really be and what profound things you can experience inside of your dreams it can sometimes be scary you know when you become lucid and you feel real and you're like where the fuck am i don't underestimate that like you're like yeah oh it's only a dream yeah but when you're inside the dream and you're lucid it will feel more real than real life imagine you're sitting right here or standing doing exercise whatever and suddenly you're in another place and your senses are super heightened as well. You would freak out. And that's what some lucid dreams can can feel like. Uh, I used to get scared in lucid dreams because I think this was because I, I, I'd had some nightmares. And every time I had a lucid dream, I kind of realized, oh my God, what if something bad happens? And in your lucid dream, you create your reality. What you think will happen, happens. If you feel like, if you go there with 100% confidence, I can fly, you fly. Uh, if you feel like you can't move, oh my God, I can't move. Oh my God, this is scary. Oh my God, is there a monster going to come? Well, guess what? A monster is going to come that second because what you visual think about in your dream, that's creating your exact reality. And there's more to it than that. But how your emotions are, the world reflects your emotions uh, the way you feel. The world around you reflects that. So if you think you're going to be scared when you're lucid, well, you're going to be scared. Uh, that's pretty easy to fix, though. It can also work the other way around. If you have a bad dream and you become lucid, uh, if you really focus on being loving and kind, uh, that can that can transform. I sometimes had that in dreams. You know, I've had lucid dreams where I'd keep on uh, waking up and I'd wake up and then I'd realize after a bit, oh my God, wait, I am still dreaming. And this went on so often that I was like, at some, I was really scared. And at some point, I remember in this one dream, I was like, well, you know, fuck it. Uh, it feels like I'm trapped in this dream forever. So, uh, well, what can I do? I guess I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here. So I just sat down in my dream, and I just like, okay, let's wait until I wake up. <laughs> in the end, it's a dream. Like nothing will happen. You know, there's no reason to be scared. But sometimes you are. And what really focuses is something, this might sound cheesy, but if you just sit down 
you can and you just say something like like just think of something loving or, or say like a mantra of love 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 which sounds super cringy and cheesy but when you're scared that will help you it will calm you down a bit and i don't want to discourage anyone from doing this this is a very profound thing you can do in your life but you know it can't be scary I expect that i know i've talked to friends and i told them about it like when you lose a dream it feels more real than real life and it kind of makes you question your reality and he was like oh well i don't want to question my reality which no, well, it seems silly to me. Maybe it seems silly to some of you. But, you know, everyone's... I get it, you know. I understand that some people feel like that. So, yes, this is the episode. Thank you for listening. Now comes a bit of the bullshittery. Um, guys, I did, I did make a channel trailer now. Uh, a podcast trailer uh, maybe that attracts some new viewers who knows not that i really give a fuck you know i've been doing this podcast for years and hardly anyone's watching uh or listening but if you're listening to this you know i i appreciate every view i don't, I don't care but i appreciate it like if i look at my my podcast episode and i see it's been a week and it has one view I'm like, ah, that's fine. I don't care. And if it has 20 views, I'm like, oh, damn. This is cool. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening to this. I have a lot of plans. I just want to keep on going with this podcast. I don't think I'll ever stop. I enjoy doing these things. It's also quite therapeutic talking through these things. And it also consolidates some knowledge. If I talk about a book I read, uh, it's good to kind of recap. Oh, yeah, what did I actually read in that book? What was I actually talking about? Easy to kind of forget. Uh, so it's, I, I enjoy it. I will do it forever. If something ever happens, maybe this blows up one day. Who knows? I, I, I definitely see an upwards trend. And I think right now, like I have a total of 2,600 views, which if I saw a video like that on YouTube, like a channel on YouTube that had 2,600 views, I would have been like, oh, that's nothing. And now that I have my own podcast, I'm like, I still, I still like I'll shit on it. If I see like a couple hundred views, like one video only has a couple hundred views, I'm like, nah, that's nothing. What the fuck? Like, what a small channel. And then I'm like, huh, my very best episodes maybe have like 400, 500 views, which for me is like, oh my God, that's so many people. Mm, I I know it, it gives you a different perspective. I think YouTube's kind of different, perhaps easier to get views on YouTube. I, I started uploading my uh, videos on YouTube for a bit. But it's so much work, you know. It's rendering videos. Just rendering the video takes like a couple of hours. And then because my computer is good, but it's not that good. Uh, editing a video in it is quite a strenuous process. It takes a while. And it's kind of laggy because you're moving big files around. And it's like a, like six hours maybe. Maybe free. If everything was really efficient, like instantaneous. I wouldn't have to wait for rendering all kinds of shit. Maybe I could do it 20 minutes or 10. But just in the fact, it just takes forever. So it's just not really worth it uh, to me. I don't care enough. Maybe I'll do, maybe the big ones I'll upload in the future. I have a lot of things planned. Uh, I'm, I'm really getting into nutrition and I want to do extensive podcasts on these topics. And there's some things I want to try out. Like, is it possible to cure balding? Who knows? 
I think it very well might be from what I'm from what I'm reading. Uh, but I can't claim that and not actually have it tried it out. All I all I found is that my hair has gone back a little. Uh, I feel like it's been doing so for a while. I think it's caused by stress. I think it's also caused by nutrition. Everyone will tell you it's about genetics. Possible. Uh, I'm not going to deny that, that that's a possibility, but I've also found a lot of contrary research. Uh, so I don't, I don't want to jump the gun on this. Uh, what I want to do is really invest a lot of time into researching this, trying these things out, and then uh, make videos about it or podcasts about it. And that would be an epic podcast, wouldn't that? How many people would that help? That would be incredible. Like, and I think that would be a worthwhile YouTube video, especially because you see my face and you could see, I could like put pictures of, hey, it's my hairline and my skin before and now it's like this. Uh, I, I managed to uh, regrow my hair hairline, even though everyone told you genetic. I, I think that would be a pretty cool topic and that would be worthwhile for a YouTube video. But just for the average podcast, I think for now it's just too much, especially with all the other stuff I'm going on. I could... I could manage it, you know, but I don't feel like it. Then I, I want to get into VR. You know, I have to ask myself, what do I want to do in my future? And I'm, I'm studying computer science, applied computer science. And I like it. I enjoy it. But I think the really thing I, the thing I really want to get into is VR. I love the idea of delving into different worlds. So I want to get really good at that. And coding, learning how to make games. I think those are a very fun application of code because it's very, you can really see what you're doing with it. So maybe I'll make episodes about that. Maybe I will transform into a coding technology like VR podcast, but the, the other topics will always be there, but it always comes in waves. Right now I'm really into nutrition. So I'll probably have like five uh, episodes of me talking about uh, different nutrition books I'm reading or I've read and perhaps one about skincare routines and then the next wave will be about metaphysics all the meta books about metaphysics i'm reading and then the, the they'll probably have a wave about psychology or business whatever i'm kind of reading or consciousness books on spirituality whatever wide range of topics i want to talk about and i'm very excited for it and i just want to stay consistent i think that's the biggest i'm so on and off of the podcast i really feel like if I stick to a consistent schedule, that that could have quite an impact. All right. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate every viewer, listener, and I'll see you.